0: Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and really pleased to be joined today by Eric Lascelles, uh, the hardest working economist in Canada and chief economist at RBC Global Asset Management. Eric, always great to have you on.
1: Gosh, thanks for having
0: me. And uh, the Fed and and economics front and center in the news over the last uh, week or so around a little bit of change in philosophy about the way the Fed thinks about inflation and managing monetary policy around inflation. Uh, could could you explain sort of what happened and if there's any implications at all uh, for, for everyday investors ar- around that change in policy?
1: Absolutely. And so really what's happened is over the span of a decade, we've gone through a period of time in which inflation has been unusually low and so generally speaking below where the Fed wanted it to be. It wanted to be at two and it was getting a whole lot of one and a half so not a wild deviation but it was missing persistently on one side and simultaneously we had a financial crisis a decade ago. We've had a different sort of crisis over the last year and uh, central banks and monetary policy can run into trouble where well, you cut interest rates and you get them down to zero or thereabouts and that's about as far as they can go and with Without getting into the, the minutia and the detail, essentially what the central banks actually care about is the interest rate after inflation. And the problem is when you're in a recession, the expectations for inflation generally go down, which makes sense. Inflation does tend to be lower in recessions. And the problem is that means their after inflation interest rates actually going up through the recession after they've bumped into that zero lower bound. And so long story short, they've changed the way they're targeting inflation in the future with the hope of fixing some of those problems. And so probably the the most eye popping change is that instead of always targeting 2% inflation, they will now target for the moment a higher rate of inflation it's not an exact number they've been coy about that it's still a fairly qualitative thing but they'd be tolerant of inflation running at least a little above two percent for a period of time and so the reason for that is they've just gone through a decade of inflation below 2%. So they're just averaging things out. In fact, that's the term they're using. Average inflation targeting sounds totally reasonable. It is ultimately pretty reasonable, but I I should say in the past, didn't matter if the prior year was 1% inflation or 3% inflation, they were always gonna gun for 2% inflation the next year. Now you spend some time at one, I don't know that you can quite say they're therefore going to target three and make it perfectly even and two is the average throughout, but they're going to tolerate a little bit more. And so that's really the big takeaway. uh, And it does suggest we could get a little more inflation down the line. I suspect the real story is one in which they'd be perfectly happy just to get to two. They don't feel they absolutely need to go above. But one of the tricks in the central bank toolkit is when inflation is quite low, you have to raise expectations that can actually be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so if you make people think, hey, maybe it'll be two and a half percent in a few years time, maybe they'll actually get to two, which would be a pretty good outcome for them. And, And as well, as I mentioned earlier, there's this other kind of more obscure property where in future crises, if credible, you go into a recession, your inflation goes down, in theory, Markets should be expecting more inflation later because it's low now. And so actually, in theory, their inflation adjusted rate should be actively falling even when they can't cut it any further. So they like that, too. But that's a a bit of a trickier concept. And so that's the change. Uh, I suspect in the end, if anything, we could get a little more inflation at a minimum than previously assumed. We'll see if they actually get to two and beyond. But they're targeting a little bit more. Uh, but I should emphasize this doesn't in any way resemble the 1970s or 1980s. Nobody wants 10 percent inflation. I think they'd be happy to get two and a half percent inflation for a few years time. And so that can trickle through into perhaps bond yields over time. And it does have implications in other places, but it's it's all in all fairly manageable and it seems fairly reasonable as well in terms of this change that they've made. But don't get me wrong. It is a notable shift after decades of targeting that 2% number uh, at all times.
0: Well, and and I'm glad you referenced the, this isn't the 70s again, and it it may even be a challenge for them to get inflation to that 2% target, let alone getting it to go past. Because I've read so many articles and I've had so many people send me emails talking about The potential for inflation, given all of the debt that's been accumulated by uh, governments and all the money printing that's gone on uh, expansion of the balance sheet of the Federal Reserve, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all these reasons why you might have more inflation in the future. And and at least in the near term, anyways, that's not something that is a huge concern to you. I'm I'm getting from your comments,
1: right? That's that's right. And so I don't I don't disagree with the idea that there are some things out there that weren't there six months ago that do make an argument, perhaps for a bit more inflation, including this very thing we've just been discussing. But you know, put it into context would be we've been on a gosh, it's, it's practically a forty-year downward trend for inflation to begin with. Like we haven't really established that we can fully stabilize inflation here, let alone significantly. It. it's been falling since the early 1980s. And so that's one thing uh, to, to keep in mind very much, I think. You know, let's appreciate that there is still uh, what appears to be a profoundly deflationary force at work, uh, and that would be some of the demographic influences, the classic Japan example of an older country having trouble running inflation. And then suddenly Europe is now the next oldest place. And what are they having trouble doing? They're also having trouble running inflation. And so let's not forget about that. That's still there. And if you'd asked almost anyone, including me six months ago, what do you think the the risks lie for inflation over the long run? Probably we would have said the risk is inflation undershoots where it would ideally be as opposed to overshoots. And so I, I do recognize, as you just mentioned, yeah, there is more public debt that can create a a bit of a temptation to allow more inflation central banks certainly doing a lot of stimulus a change of mandate that we've just discussed even some onshoring like those can be inflationary things it's not yet clear whether those can outmuscle the the demographic downtrend Uh, and for that matter uh, let's appreciate that very few of those things would benefit from outright high inflation you know you you could see a greater tolerance for two and two and a half and who knows maybe there's a three out there somewhere but uh, but you know Public debt levels don't get helped if you run high inflation. That that actually creates big problems. And central banks, yep, they've got big balance sheets and they've done a lot of stimulus, but with an eye towards achieving two percent or now slightly above two percent levels. There's nobody trying to make hyperinflation here and you know, the onshoring story, much as Globalization did put some downward pressure on inflation, but wasn't the whole story. There'll be some upward pressure, but it's not the the dominant thing. So for the moment, we're in the middle of a, a demand shock. I mean, unemployment is high. No one's screaming for wage increases. Companies can't jam through price increases. We're not seeing a lot of inflation now. It's hard to fathom there being an inflationary problem over the next year or two conceivably beyond there, a little bit more trickles in, but again, probably a pretty tolerable amount. And just as running a little below two didn't end the world over the last decade, running a little above two, if achieved, doesn't end the world either. And so it's, it's probably a pretty tolerable thing. And it's, again, not even clear uh, this will be fully achieved.
0: Yeah, and, and always important to to reference for uh, for for people of my age and 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 a little bit older, those of us who lived through the '70s and remember the '70s and the high inflation back then, and now who are moving into retirement or are already in retirement, that high inflation, bad thing. Low, moderate inflation, a little bit of inflation is actually something you need and you want in an economy, and uh, that's what we're talking about here, uh, and such an important point to raise. So, Eric, thank you for. Uh, Thank you for clarifying all that. I, I I know a lot of people might have might have seen that in the in the news and were wondering exactly what it meant. And you put it in uh, in perfect context as always. Great to have you on again, and, and look forward to having you on again soon, Eric. Thanks. Clear as mud. Thanks a lot, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Take care.